You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Continue. So today, no lunch. The fast, we break the fast at five. Uh, if he wanted to take you out this afternoon, tell him to come back in the evening. All right. Uh, we break the fast at five and we continue um, all week. Um, all week. Um, and I think in the mornings we pray at six o'clock. Before the end of service, the, the link will come up again. We pray at 6 or 6.45. And in the evenings, we pray at uh, 7 to 8 o'clock. And it's been a great time so far. Next Sunday when we come, we will break the fast immediately after service. Uh, that will be the last day of the fast. We'll break the fast immediately after service. Please join uh, the prayer calls. And it's not just an abstinence from food. We're not just staying away from food and watching the clock. You know, we're watching God. And I know how it can be around 11 a.m. in the morning. You know, when you look up and you're like, it's almost 3, you know, like 10.45, and you're sure there's something wrong with your watch, you know. Um, but I, I want us to not just count the days, but let's make sure that we actually press into God. Uh, it's time to love like you have never loved before. And I'm not talking about this, I'm not talking about your, I'm not talking about, uh, how do you describe that love? It's not the, um, oh, it's too early in the service to be stuck. It's not the... Judge, help me. <sighs> it's not the, your girlfriend love. No, 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 no. I'm saying love. It's time to feed the hungry. It's time to help the poor, to visit those who are ill in prison. Uh, not everybody who is in prison is in Kirikiri. Some are in prison in their minds and in their hearts. It's time to call people you have not called before. It's time to forgive. It's time to give people present. It's time to act in love. Right. You cannot fast and keep malice. That's not a fast. That's a hunger strike of a spiritual nature. All right. You cannot fast and keep malice. The people you've blocked on Instagram, Facebook, except they're the type that are trying to drag you to uh, a foreign land. Okay, You can unblock them and see if God has touched their heart. All right. Uh, tell the person next year, we're doing this together. We're doing this together. If you are traveled, you are not around, you just came back today, we are fasting. <laughs> just join us from here, all right? Till, so you have got seven days. All right. Um, our mother church, Elevation Church, turns uh, eight, I believe, this, this week. Uh, ten, so 10th of October every year is a special day for us. Uh, so we say it's 10, 10, 10. Uh, uh, was the day Elevation Church started, 10th of October 2010. And... It's been a huge blessing to be part of the Elevation Church. Um, and when we're celebrating this, we can ask that you please pray for the church. Um, and so what we're doing this Wednesday, we will have no midweek service here at LifePoint. We will join our mother church for um, a huge celebration service Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Please do make it a point to be there. Uh, we'll be there. All the leaders will be there. And we trust God for a fantastic time, okay? Um, oh, by, by the way, yes, next, next Sunday, if, you, if you're so minded and you're able to, please bring food, lunch. You can bring stuff. We'll try, I think we'll try and see if we can get like small chops and stuff and drinks, right? But if you can, uh, what? Chap, you'll bring Chapman, okay? Someone has donated Chapman there. God bless you. You can order pizza. The address is 3B Remyo Logo Day. Tell them like 10, 20 boxes. If you have a woman that fries akara, you can bring boiled corn, whatever it is, so we can break the fast together. Um, 
Yes. See, I'm trying to preach normally, so you don't think Pierre is not talking today because he's fasting. We had Bible study this morning. Uh, yes, at nine o'clock. It was good. It was good. It was just, uh, they, they said I didn't let them ask questions, so I mean, I was, I, but I tried not to preach like that, and we prayed. So, so nine o'clock again next Sunday. And that's we look, that's not forever. Just this next Sunday also, we would uh, do a bit of Bible study before service starts. So about nine o'clock, if you can come in early, bring your Bible and bring your questions, and we'll uh, wrap up on that discussion we're having from Luke chapter fifteen. All right. Yes, all the housekeeping done. By the way, you know I'm very proud to be a Christian in Nigeria. Because what happens is sometimes people try to shame us and our version of Christianity. But you know, uh, when you read through scripture, people will respond to Jesus from where they were. Right? Uh, the guy who needed healing, blind, but the gentleman who was blind, who shout and ask Jesus to heal him. And so, do not ever get to the place where you try and act cool. And, and say, look, God, concerning our needs as a country, we will not speak to you because we think we can solve them. Uh, there's wisdom that God is bringing to us and uh, a generation of leaders and responsible people. In the midst of that, we must reach out to God to help us. All right? And if you, were, if you were abroad before and you just came back, you don't need to pray for light where you were and water and traffic and all those things. We pray for these things here and God answers our prayers. All right? Uh, we must keep our heart very focused on God, and he will bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. All the housekeeping done. Um, help me explain next week. How are you? How are you? How are you? How are things? Fine. That's fine. That's the automatic answer. All right? Let's read out of Acts chapter 17, verses 26 to 28, and start a new discussion today called All of God's Children. All right? Tell the person next to you, all God's children. All God's children. Yeah, they didn't hear you. Look at the person who is more born again on the other side. <laughs> Tell him we are all God's children. Tell him, I know you don't like my earring, you don't like my wig, you don't like my shoes, but we are all God's children. All of us. All of us. All right. Um, Acts chapter 17, 26 says, if you're a first timer here, my name is Idris. This is how I used to do on Sunday in the middle of the message. And he has made us, verse 26, he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the faces of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwelling so that they should seek God in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he's not far from each of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own prophets have said, for we are also his offspring. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I think for a, a while now, I, I think I know exactly what sparked it off. I realized that sometimes when we talk to us at the body of Christ, we talk to us as one person, and we are one body. But that one body is made up of, of you know, different people, and we are not all the same. We're not all the same. Uh, we're not all the same. And, and over the next couple of weeks, we will examine some different parts of the body in, in a particular dimension, and, and particularly about temperament. Um, the Bible calls God the rock. So the title of the message is Between the Rock and a Hard Place. It says he is the rock. You know, some hymn, song writers will say he's the rock of ages. Deuteronomy 32.4 says he is the rock, his walk is perfect. There are some people, some parts of the body of Christ, some parts of God's family who are like the rock, 
who are hard people. Um, we will talk about temperaments over the next couple of because our temperaments are like uh, the the mold. If we're clay in God's hands, okay, that's what uh, Isaiah sixty four eight says. Says we are the clay; He is the Potter. Sometimes our temperament is that mold, and we are all very different. All very different. God takes us as we are. When you get saved, uh, your soul does not change overnight. Your soul does not change overnight. In fact, not everything about your soul will change. Your mind has been renewed. But there are things about you that will not change overnight. Because that's how sometimes God created you and meant you to be. The very foundation of your uniqueness and your beauty sometimes is in your temperament. Is in your temperament. And we're all different. And we must be different because God is also calling us to different things. And he wants to use us for different things. Tell the person next to you, I know you are slightly different from me. I know you are slightly, slightly different from me. But tell them it's okay. We are all God's children. We are all God's children. Yep, yep, yep. All God's children. Because my temperament is a vessel for the grace of God. Paul would say in Ephesians chapter 3, and verse 2, it says, If indeed you have heard of the dispensation of grace that was given to me for you. There's a different dispensation of grace given to different people. And your temperament allows you to carry the grace that God gives you. Uh, years ago, I think it was two years ago, when we talked about temperament. I said your temperament may be an explanation for your behavior, but it is not an excuse. It might be an explanation. That is why, I mean, you, so one of our pastors was trying to explain to us uh, two weeks ago, I think, at a meeting, how that sometimes she's down. And people were like, down, for Lucia, how? She's like, don't you see me when I'm down? We're like, no, those times when you are down, that is our normal, you know? <laughs> because if you, know, if you see for Lucia, she's just smiling, no reason, it's raining, she's happy, it's dark, she's bright. You know, it's kind of like who you envision waking up, jumping out of bed and saying, Monday! <laughs> we are not all like that. But we are all God's children. Because God created her like that for a purpose. That's why she heads our family unit. That's why she's the one in charge of members. There were some of us who are not graced like that. Hmm. So Jesus, having a discussion with Peter, says to him, early in their discussion, says, look, you used to be called Simon, John chapter 1 and 42. He says, but you will be called Cephas, which means the rock. Uh, people, some theologians will say his former name used to mean a reed, something which is actually very easily shaken. But sometimes when we come into Christ, and sometimes just in different seasons of our lives, we find different parts of our temperament that we did not even know existed before. And he says to Peter, look, you will now be called the rock. <laughs> it's amazing what God brings out of us. It's amazing what God's work and his instructions bring out of us. It's amazing what dealing with God's people bring out of us. 
there are very few people who knew me when I was a teenager who would believe that I'm the same gentleman who is talking to you this morning. Because I was quiet. My aspiration in life was to be a successful Ned. I had glasses to prove it, no girlfriend, the grades. I was well on my way. So I would then be you know, speaking on the stage. was not looking likely. So Simon Peter, Peter is an interesting choleric. And if you study temperaments, and that's what I would like us to discuss today, choleric. Cholerics are those people who, as they say, they're some of the most powerful of the temperaments. You know, Peter is the guy who, there are 12 disciples. Jesus puts them on the boat, storm everything, but then they see someone walking towards them. Just, we're all on the boat, right? Just imagine this. We're having service on the boat, on the boat. When there's a storm, well, ah, why did PSA say we should be on this boat? What kind of nonsense is there? I don't like all this. Ah, ah no, no. Then, then we now see somebody walking. <laughs> then Peter says, if it is you, tell me to come and join you. The other disciples don't stop him. They're like, this guy's been making noises. Let him just go and die. <laughs> you know, That is a choleric. Where's Jesus? Let's go there. Bold, expressive. Is a true choleric. Strong-willed, self-disciplined, very confident, sometimes aggressive. But they're practical and optimistic people, natural leaders. They're like, let's do something. The other, the other disciples are like, is it Jesus? Is it not Jesus? You know, if it's me, let, let me go. Steps into the sea. No life jacket, nothing. No swimming experience because he starts to drown. <laughs> After a while. Strong choleric. And so they would say they're cholerics, they're melancholic people, they're phlegmatic, they're sanguine people. And they would say to us that most of us are, we've got most of the four, but they tend to be one or two that are really dominant there. Peter is the one who, uh, when Jesus would say, look, I'm going to, He's telling, explaining divine order and divine structure, things that will happen. I must go and die at the cross, da 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 da. Peter looks at him and says, takes him aside. But once some translation says, he rebukes Jesus. He says, You will do no such thing, you will say no such thing. Don't you understand the power of confession? You know, Jesus is looking at him like, What? He's telling Jesus, You will not die. Who, who are you going to live this for? Do you know I left a thriving fishing career? Behind, you are dying. Dying what? We're going far. We're going global, Jesus. We're going to. Did you hear they're going to make Instagram? Relax. All the other disciples are like, <laughs> one day this Jesus will just slap Peter <laughs> and send him to heaven in advance. Peter is the guy who they come and arrest Jesus. <laughs> All the disciples are like, hey, John, follow this side. <laughs> Peter brings out his sword. Who, who are they? Who, Judas, you. I've been telling you since you didn't hear. But let me do. Touch him, let me see. That's a collect. Say, touch Jesus, let me see. They touch Jesus, he brings out the sword. The ear is off. <laughs> and Jesus says, man, this guy is going to destroy the order. <laughs> takes, the, takes the ear and put it back. Plenty of guys like nobody's. Every, 
Nobody's going out dying here. Nobody's going anywhere. <laughs> that is a choleric. Tell the person next to you, we're all God's children. We're all God's children. Because what happens as we begin to talk through this, some of you, you're just saying, hey, yeah, that is Shubomi. That is Tokbe Olagbegi. That is this. That is that. Some of you, is you. You just own it. You know, all the additional sisters, no one at all accepted, okay? But God loves your temperament. Your temperament is not a mistake. Your temperament is part of God's design for you. There are no inferior or superior temperaments. The psalmist will say in Psalm 139, if you read through the Amplified, it says, you made my, it says, you made my most innermost, hold on, it says, oh, I'm just going to read it from here. It says, you knew me. Yeah. It says, you made my most innermost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. It says, I will give thanks and praise to you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret, and intricately and skillfully formed, as if embroidered with many colors in the depth of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were appointed for me, when as yet there were none of them even taking shape. Tell someone I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. I, I'm wonderful. You didn't say we come. Tell them I am wonderfully and fearfully made. Paul says in Galatians 1.15, he says, When it pleased God who called me and separated me from my mother's womb. So when you showed up, sometimes all they saw was just the physical. There were things that had divine consideration already inside of you. Choleric people, and, and when we, every Sunday for the next four, as we go through looking through these different sections... One thing I want to look at is how do they, how do we relate with God? How do choleric people relate with God? How do they relate with God's work? How do they relate with the body of Christ? Choleric people love God with zeal. When it comes to spiritual disciplines, as a choleric person that makes you feel like you, you have not even started yet. When you when you see their Bible sometimes, different colors, blue, pink, yellow, red, marked, sticker, everywhere. When it comes to spiritual discipline, so the collectors that tell you, I wake up every day at 3 a.m. to pray for 15 and a half minutes. Every day without fail. It doesn't matter, I can only sleep at 2, but at 3, I must wake up. And you know, <laughs> you are phlegmatic, you're like, <laughs> okay. They love schedules, routines. When you check, if, you, if they use you, if you check their U version, you see streaks. 200 days. They've not broken it. They finish their study plans. Choleric people love prayer. Because sometimes for us, them, <laughs> no, no, I could have known me, no, I'm not like really choleric. It's a part of me, but not like that. Prayer for them is an interesting way. Because when we hear them pray, you're wondering, are you praying to God? Are you instructing him? Because sometimes it's, 
and they like they like they, they tell God you will do this you will do this. <laughs> so my God tells the angel, <laughs> which of us is God again? <laughs> says, prayer meeting, prayer meeting. Ah, correct, but don't pray quietly. No, no, you hear it in their voice. A big issue as we celebrate the choleric people among us is always this question of who is in charge. Who is leading who? Because choleric people, when it comes with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, that for as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It's always interesting with choleric people that that causes tension in our lives. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, Samuel begins to say to Saul, who was very action-oriented, says, Behold, it is better to obey than to sacrifice. Collect people get into a routine with God very easily. And therein sometimes is a bit of interest because sometimes the routine, the religion becomes the thing. And so if you have not done that thing, you do not qualify for the grace of God. You, you, did, you don't wake up to pray at midnight. Ah, oh, man. The heavens over your life are closed. And, and, and I say, because sometimes, if you're, it's a collect person who you can see they don't sometimes really don't even care who's, who stands. What's, it's like a bulldozer. Let's go. And we celebrate those who God has so appointed got generous quantities of being collect in your life. We celebrate you. Because like Peter, like Apostle Paul, Moses, I think, to, to an extent. Uh, but you see, God will use these people at the very forefront ever so often. But before he would use them, he would always have to settle the question of control but they must settle in their heart that I am not God and God is God. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 to 26, then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And so sometimes you will then see a choleric person with a limp. Because sometimes God has to touch them somewhere for them to let him use them. And, and our response, because for the rest of us who are not really that choleric, is sometimes we can't understand we are, who do they think they are? How can you talk like that? You know, you know I, I know we're in church. We're trying to do God's work. But ah, come on now. You know? <laughs> but we must pray for them. We must encourage them and celebrate them and tell them you are doing well. We might not do it the way you are doing it, but you are doing well. And we cannot choose to be amused when they then struggle with God. Because if they get it right, they create such a platform 
for leadership grace. There's a lot of, I believe, choleric temperament in the mold that is necessary to manifest the apostolic, to birth new things. Because left to the rest of us, the sanguine people, like the foolish people, we can just, let, well, where are we going? Let's just be happy. Let's hold hands. Run around. Ring, ring, roses. You know, you're so happy, happy. The melancholic people just want to understand why we should be happy in the first place. Why? No, what else? What happiness? Spell it. H-A. Why? Why does it start with H? Why are we happy? Why are we even here? Those are the deep and wannabe deep people. They wake up in the morning, Thursday. Ah, oh, Thursdays. Thursdays are not for miracles. Thursdays. Huh? Uh, the phlegmatic people, it's, they don't, they're just, they are happy to be alive. They're grateful. They, if you want to be happy, they can be happy with you. If you want to be sad, they are fine. It's that fella's song, Water Not Get Enemy. That's how they are. They said, you don't have, they're like, look, we didn't come here to fight. Oh. If you've ever met uh, Femi Abwade, Pastor Femi Abwade, uh, Femi can love anybody. <laughs> Smile, how are you? He can love anybody. Choleric people to get them to love. Why are you crying? Because of worship, just worship. Just honorary worship. Look, if you are crying eh, as you are worshiping God, you are blurring the... the you, are, you, you won't be able to see what's happening. You have to focus. Focus is worship. You can't be emotional. He dumped you. Eh? You don't know where he packs his car. Destroy his tires. <laughs> Destroy his tires. Rubbish. But we must celebrate the choleric people in the, as we see them walking with God. As we see them struggling with God. For control. I give you my life. But this part, this part. Say, God, we are going to go to, I'm going to become a this, I'm going to be a pastor, and then I will marry. God is like, ah, let me show you my will. Let me do it. Don't worry, God, I've got this. Cholerics tend to want to be in control. And the, we're all God's It is, we, we, we must come to the place where we celebrate them because we understand what God is doing. Paul is an interesting fellow. It's Paul, Acts chapter 9. You read his, his, the, the, verse, the, the, the tale of his conversion. Paul is a guy who is just zealous. So he's like, he's not Christian. He's born, he's religious, excellent, done well, done well. And then they're persecuting Christians. Then he goes to the rulers. He says, I hear that there are some Christians in some other places. He says, I will leave you people here. You were dealing with these ones. Let me go and deal with those ones in case those ones now come back later. I say, Paul, let's do it. Say, no, 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 no. We must finish them completely. Bible says in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 6, then Saul, still breathing, Bible says, breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he may bring them bound to Jerusalem. This is the guy who wrote most of the New Testament. That's how choleric it was. Like, people are just doing, this is small. People are fasting for 14 days. I do 28. If I triple that, I do 52. That's 
I think the math is right, okay? <laughs> and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light showed around him from heaven, around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then the Lord said, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And so God will typically bring very strong-minded, assertive, choleric people to a place where they are willing to be led by the hand. Because the Bible said, Saul, who was breathing mother, breathing, let me go and achieve something. Ah. The Bible says he's been led by the hand and been told by others what he must do. <laughs> but we, we must continue to encourage and celebrate those who lead. Romans 12, it says, if you lead, it says, lead with diligence. We must say to those guys who are choleric, God made you like this. We must not allow choleric people try to dial down so that they can accommodate us, quote and unquote. Because as we will talk, when we see when we talk about them in God's work, we realize that typically God wants to break open doors, open ways through choleric people. And then let those who are more melancholic then Say, this is how we will do it. Can we count on the choleric people to keep trailblazing and dragging the body of Christ along the way? Can we count on them, on you, to keep leading diligently? You are here in the body for a reason. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Where Paul is talking about different giftings, where he says, And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, verse 16 down to 19, is it therefore not of the body? He says, If the whole body was an eye, or we are an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole we are hearing, where would be the smelling? Now, and but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if we were all one member, where will the body be? When it comes to the work of God, choleric people are those who must lead, who should lead, who should start new things, who don't even need a title, who recognize what needs to be done and say, go, let us do it. There are the Nehemiahs who would say, you read Nehemiah chapter 2, he says, let us therefore rise and build the Bible says, then they set their hands to the work. Because, yes, they're struggling sometimes to do things. And sometimes they will try and do those things in their own understanding. But we must prayerfully support them. Ask the person next to you, are you choleric? Are you, are you choleric? Are you choleric? One more example, I think it's Exodus chapter 2, begins to talk about Moses in his early days. <laughs> the Bible says that Moses realizes that God has called him. He said, this country, ah, look at everything that's happening here. Look at, they're doing convention, they're canceling. We don't, ah, oh no, 
ah, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to do something. I'm, I must do something now. I'm, I'm running for governor of Lagos State. That's it, final. I'm running. Maybe your father is trying to tell you, ah, she relaxed. No, daddy, I have to run. I have to run. I can feel it. I can feel it. Have you prayed? Look, we don't need prayer. It's obvious. It's obvious. That's a choleric person. And Moses goes out, Exodus chapter 2. He sees an Egyptian beating an Israelite. This, this is the nonsense we'll be talking about in this country. One, two, combination, Egyptian is dead. Buries him in the sand. Tells Israelite, go, I'm your deliverer, go. <laughs> He's feeling very good. Comes out the next day, two Hebrew men are now fighting. He says, guys, 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 you can't do this. And they say, who made you a prince or a judge over us? Do you intend to kill us as you killed the Egyptian? The Bible says things go down from there. And the choleric goes into exile. Because the king tries to kill him. Because he tried to do something in his own strength, in his own ability, without hearing from God. It's interesting that when God shows up in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 2, he would show to Moses something which has never left my mind. He would show him a bush burning, but the Bible says the bush itself is not consumed. And I remember reading this years ago and saying to myself, it ministered to me. That when God gives you something... In this case, he gives you a choleric temperament. You must always remember that he did not mean for it to destroy you. That the bush will burn, but the, do not, if the fire will burn, the bush will not be consumed. We're all God's children. Choleric people, when it comes to engaging with the body of Christ, are happy to issue instructions. Happy. You know, um, it's not, but the challenge is that it's not that easy then to be under authority. You know, don't, we don't mind giving instructions, but when instructions are then given to us, like why? Like why? <laughs> it's funny, I think it was weeks ago, I realized I'd heard something, and I realized that choleric people don't like prophecy, typically. So I have a word for you. Do you think I, there's something wrong with my ability to hear from God? Just the thought, and this was, this was, it was just the reaction that I saw to something that was happening. I just realized that strong-willed people don't like prophecy. Say, come let me prophesy to you. Say, no. Just the thought that God will give somebody else a word for you. First, you're offended. That what's wrong with me and God? Then second, that somebody will now be in possession of intimate knowledge about me, my future, my name. Not, no, no. It's not done like that. So when it comes to dealing with the body of Christ, choleric people, when they've dragged, 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 they say, I'm going by myself. I'm going by myself. And so typically, we'll need to work on our ability to love. <laughs> our ability to be inclusive. But we must encourage them. We must love them extra hard. You know, Apostle Paul, when you read through his letters, one time he says, when Peter came, I confronted him to the face. I couldn't take that. He said, Peter, I know we are in church. I know you were with the Lord Jesus, but this thing you're doing, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't accept it at all. I wouldn't take it. Jesus wouldn't take it if he was here. You have to stop it. 
you know, the family people are still the sanguine that still try to know. Let's we're together, we're one body. Said no. Even if this will cause us to quarrel and divide, let's do it. Acts chapter 15, verse 37. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. He said, the day we called for workers' meeting, it did not show up. We called for fast and prayer. My brother told me they saw him as we sensation. Then lastly, Pierre, the one that broke the, on my, on, on, you know, we said that we're going to visit somebody in the hospital. This is even hospital. We're going to visit somebody. He didn't come. He will never walk in this church again. Lie, lie. Pierre, it's either he goes or I go. Tell the choleric person next to you, tell them to relax. Time to relax. Relax. Tell them we are not all alike. We are not all alike. We are not all alike. But then we are all God's children. <laughs> when I prepared for this, um, it was very strong in my heart about submission. You know, there's a scripture that says, and you know, some people say, yeah, me, I'm not choleric, but if I appear this message, I'm going to buy it for my cousin Femi. My boss at work, I'm just going to leave it on her desk. You won't know who put it there. Then my neighbor, the one that stays in flat four, I'll give it. Then my husband, J.R., he must have this message also. But scripture, you know, Jesus in the part, he says, look, he says, what I say to one, I say to all. And I, I just felt, and for, for the whole week, I kept on hearing in my heart, submission. Submission. I, you don't know how much, you know, as I, yesterday praying, I just realized, my goodness, it's such an honor to have choleric people around us. It's such an honor to have you around us. But the truth is that you are better to yourself, to your family, and to us when your heart is settled and submitted to God. Because what happens when that happens is that the accent through which your choleric nature comes is love. So sometimes God will give you extra wisdom to know that sometimes you can give instructions with a smile. Uh, there's a young man in our church. Very, he used to be an architect. I won't even mention names and everything. And I'm serious. He used to be an architect. You know architects like exact measures. Nothing shifts to the left or to the right. When we just made him a leader. Ah. <laughs> Some days, in fact, he tells you to come up stage, five minutes. He can even off your mic as you're on the stage. It didn't matter whether you're the pastor or not. I remember one of the other pastors told me one day, I don't just appreciate what this guy is doing. I was in the spirit. I was in the guy doesn't care. <laughs> he was it. And they then, put, they then put him in charge of something that was like, you know, producing stuff. Everything. We had a vigil. First Friday vigil, I came in, moved by the Spirit. I, I saw the way things were going. Holy God, I said, let me change the order. Once, I, once they just told him, Pierre, change the order, he just said, no, 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 no. There's a way his body language, like, why? What's all this? <laughs> my, my choleric part shows when I like to arrange things. When I go to my house, I get home, I know where I left everything. I told the help once, you see this? picture that's bent like this. It's bent on purpose. When I come back, these three candles, they must all be facing like this. 
all. Uh, people who know me know I have a, I used to try to have OCDs all gone. So I arranged all my white shirts together. My shirts are arranged according to order of color. Yeah. But so you know, God bless you. <laughs> That's a, you know, people that have choleric, they, so when they can't control human beings, they control things. <laughs> All my shoes, my brown shoes together, according to texture. You know, suede, 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 leather. Black, and God, the day of God moves it, then I, you know, you want to test my friend, <laughs> the fruit of the spirit within me. Sometimes even my time of God comes, she notices that I've, I've rearranged the entire wardrobe. How can you just hang blue with green and white? Even when you're looking for blue shirt, how you, so sometimes I just bring out everything, singing hymns or whatever, and I arrange them. <laughs> I read them neatly. My books. Hmm. Once in a while, I read my books according to color. <laughs> Sometimes title. But you know that you can arrange books. You can arrange your own clothes. You can't even arrange your neighbor's clothes like that. But you can't arrange life like that always. You can't even arrange Lagos traffic like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's collect people when you see them in traffic. Collect people should not really drive in Lagos. No, you shouldn't. You should get a driver or use public transport. And once shout, What are you driving? You in the red car. You, no, no, no. Let me call him, the other guy. <laughs> what are you doing? Hunt for him, please. I've been following you since second roundabout. <laughs> I want to control everything. I remember in the early days when I would even ask people to preach. Not say, Bishop, you're going to preach tomorrow. Oh, thank you. I get the time to speak what God has put in my heart. I say, well, but this is the notes. <laughs> I, would, I would say, I, mean, I won't tell her the notes. Maybe like Wednesday. Like, but I know you're meant to preach, but here are the notes. And not suggestions, the whole notes. Someone say, I don't have to be in charge. Uh, no, someone has to say, it. I don't have to be in charge all the time. Someone say, I'm submitted to God. Someone say, I'm deeply submitted to God. So we came to this service next Sunday. Uh, I think next Sunday we do, let's just do all the extroverted people first. Next Sunday is um, sunshine and the sun. So, so Fulusha must be in front that day. So half of the message, just let you give Fulusha the mic. I let her just talk, talk, talk. Is that Oyinda? Oh, wow, Oyinda's in church. Oyinda is our former creative director that married the former head of the choir and then they left the country. <laughs> she choleric. <laughs> you see when they were, and the truth is when we are going to do our first drama production, I don't know anybody else who could have done it. When Oina is talking to, sometimes you have to tell her, Oina, we're in church. No, 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 Pia, if they don't want to do it, they should go. They should go. That Christian, this is a young Christian, just got saved. It doesn't matter. This is a drama production, must be where. Even me, sometimes. I remember one day I was in Abu Dhabi work. I just got a call from Oina. Pia, this, this thing is not going to hold. We're going to cancel everything. Da, 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 da. I'm the pastor, relax. No, da, da, da. But it held. We love you, choleric people. 
I, I need to say this. There are gaps in the body that only choleric people can carry. There are gaps in the body. If a, if a phlegmatic person or a melancholic person tries or we put them there, the thing won't get done. You give a melancholic person a task or a project, you say, we're in planning phase, PI, we're in planning phase. First week, you know, two weeks. I'm just trying to get the philosophy right, PI. Once we get the philosophy right, everything will sit well. Week five. Ha! Huh. What's happening with this thing? PI, you don't, if, you don't, if you don't plan, say, if the axe is dull, you will do, let me plan this thing. Christmas, Easter, they're still planning. A, a colleague person say, what is a plan? Let's go. But there are things that God wants to do with choleric people if they would submit their hearts. And for us who are not so choleric or not choleric at all, is that when we see Paul being led into the city by another person, not seen anymore, we cannot afford to laugh at them. If Paul showed up and the gentleman who was meant to pray for me was, was that Ananias, yeah? You sure? Wasn't that Peter? Peter was Cornelius, just testing your Bible knowledge. Yeah? If Paul shows up before Ananias, I'm, Ananias says, Look, sure you think you know how to do, you serve God. You see your life now. But they pray for him, and the power of the Holy Ghost comes. Shall we say the choleric people are not expressive? Let us model love for them. Hug them. Give them a gift. Call them in the morning. Worst case, they will block you. Call their other number. Use block your own number too. Call them extra hard. One day, the nature of God within them will break open. They will smile. I'm not joking. I've seen people's lives being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's always amazing when choleric people are brought under the authority of Jesus Christ. How much greatness can be accomplished for the kingdom of God. It's amazing. It's amazing. <sighs> All through this month, we'll talk about God's plenty children. There's a walk of acceptance that God is doing in this house. For some people, there are choleric people in your life who you have been fighting. And prayer works wonders. You have been fighting with them. Uh, follow me. We need a, a, like a surrender song that the choleric people can sing. We'll sing with them. But something that would really touch their hearts. Do you have one? Huh? You want the choleric person to come and sing it? <laughs> David Laddie. Are all Ibadan people choleric? No, no, no. I'm just asking because they were insisting on calling them Milade. Relax. All Bini people are choleric. That's what I'm just saying. Not that choleric, sir. <laughs> Everything I give to you withholding nothing withholding nothing Let's sing along, church. Withholding nothing, withholding nothing, I surrender. 
Just go ahead and pray in the spirit for a minute or so. Would you go ahead and pray in the spirit? I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. But God knows. They come in the kind I like us to just pray and a prayer of submission as a whole church, and especially those of us who are strongly choleric. I like you to pray and say, Father, you are in charge. The Bible says to acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and we establish and direct your path. I like you to acknowledge God as God. I like you to say, Father, I know I like to dictate and control things, but I yield to you. Yemamba re bragadash keliba Samo says, Obedience is better than sacrifice. So someone who is really choleric should say, Lord, would you would you fill me with the Holy Ghost? Would you touch my heart? Here is my heart. Here is my heart. Here is my heart. I will not run ahead of you. I will not act in my own in my own flesh. I will not do things just because they look nice to me. The Bible says of Jesus that he will not judge with the seeing of the eyes or the hearing of the ears. Someone is to say, I submit my will to yours. I submit my will to yours. Jesus says, if this be your will, if this be your will, it says, but not my will, but yours. So that's our prayer. That's our prayer. We're saying, Lord, we submit our wills to you. We submit our wills to you. Maybe you are not choleric, but you know someone who is choleric. It's a good time to pray for them. At the same time, I hear God calling people to leadership. And I don't know what that means for you, but he's calling you to leadership. He's calling you to leadership. He's calling you to leadership. Moses, you've been on exile. God is calling you to leadership. In your choleric nature, you did things. You killed something. You killed something. You broke something. God is calling you. He said, come. He said, see that fire. It will not consume you. Jacob, your joint is out of the socket, but God is calling you to an inheritance. Will someone respond to the call of God 
to leadership. I don't know what he's calling you to do. I don't know what he's calling you to start. I don't know what he's calling you to break open. I don't know what he's calling you to bulldoze the way for. Marakas, le bragadash, ele bokare bregadesh, e makarabakarabas, e kabarabakama satalabaka, e kabasatalabakarabash, kelibo rubrugodoshana makalaba, e kobos. Your last prayer this morning is pray for the person on your left and on your right. Declare that nothing will make them feel like they are not part of the kingdom of God. Declare that they will feel, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, that we are now, I think, accepted in the beloved. I, I like you to pray for them. Pray for them. I like you to declare that nothing will not nothing, nothing will stand in the way of them being integrated in the family of God. That they will form strong bonds, strong relationships. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Labanda Magadash, Kaleba Rakrabanda Magadash. We don't know what made Moses, we know what made Moses run away, but you don't know what has made the person you are holding on your left and on your right run away. Magaba Lebrondo Magadash Kelibo Regredebosh would you pray for healing would you pray for restoration in the name of the Lord Jesus would you pray for love that bridges will be built in the name of the Lord Jesus Paul did so many things while he was still Saul it took a while before he could be accepted in certain quarters will you pray that no matter who they hurt when they hurt them who hurts them that God will do a work of rebuilding because we are all God's children our father we thank you and while we worship as our custom is on the first Sunday of the month, we'll break bread and we're going to approach the Lord's table. I'd like us to just worship. I'd like you to be here, body, soul, and spirit. Jesus' body was broken that you will be you would find place in the body of Christ. So I don't know where you are in the body today, uh, but Jesus' body was broken that you would find your place in the body secure, rooted and established in love, functioning. The Bible says the whole body grows as each part supplies that which which it which it's its own. Okay? I like all the ministers to come, Pastor Shimon, please would you join us? I like the band to lead us in worship this morning. Lahash Kerebush. I Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.